All right, Samil. Uh, Samil. Yep. Thank you for coming to meet me. I, uh, it's a pleasure to see you. Uh, we, I love our discussions. We seem to connect in a very uh, deep, profound, and technical and spiritual way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm wondering about your what's your motivation for being here. What's your motivation for coming here to meet me and to do this podcast with me? So I think. Uh, one of the things which I, because some, sometimes you get so caught up in your daily life and you're working on the problem that you don't really reflect. Mm -hmm. And I, f I feel that the questions are the best way to reflect because the, each question uh, stimulates a certain way of thinking. And what I'm looking for is basically in that discussion, maybe there is some insight that, that I could discover in the conversation. So yeah, I'm looking forward more to how we go through this and the yeah. questions that we ask and then what comes out of that. Sometimes uh, great things come out of this conversation. So I'm looking for that. <laughs> I am extremely grateful you opened that topic up because I had like a very powerful insight just yesterday about the importance of questions. We live in an age where we have uh, uh, large language models. Uh, just for uh, for a background, uh, Sumil, uh, can you present yourself? What's your background? Yes, so my name is Sumil Gupta. I'm the founder and CEO of Algorithmic Scale. And what we do is we work on the commercialization and monetization on the tiny AI. We help companies uh, optimize and modernize their operating models. We help them get more return on their digital investments. So that's kind of my background, more commercial in nature. Uh, focus more on the uh, focus more on the value realization, value capture aspects of the AI, which is usually not discussed so much about. Mm -hmm. uh, so and so, you've been invested in uh, in understanding how AI works for how many years? I don't know, maybe eight, ten. So I started with AI back in college. It was my major because major? I come from an instrumentation uh, background. Uh -huh. So we had neural network, fuzzy logic, more as a control system. Okay. Uh, but back then we didn't have so much data. So my first kind of introduction to AI was uh, a neural network was back in 2003, I believe. And then, uh, yeah, and then I had like a, so I got some hands-on knowledge around it. Basically, I, I kind of fell in love with it. Uh, because it, it it just felt great, but at that time uh, I think we were still in in the winter, so we still didn't have the data, we still didn't have the compute. Writing the first lines of code uh, to make something, I, I made a simple uh, perceptron, yeah. uh, you know, three-layer uh, net network, yeah. and it was it, it was challenging to do, do that. I see, I see. But and then I discovered it again in 2000 and. Uh, 13, 14, when it was just coming around, and since then I've been in love with it. All right, all right. So, uh, and now, right now, we have the, this large language models, which is like a particular aspect of AI where we get to communicate very effectively yeah. with the AI. And it's like I've tried this uh, chat uh, GTP uh, or GPT. 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 Chat GPT yeah. uh, and the level of sophistication in their answers is, is really incredible. So like, okay, if I can, if, if this chat GTP can replace a, a lot of books, everything, and it, that's where I come to the realization, my, um, uh, my result will be as good as my question. So I need to completely change my, the, what I focus on. And, I, I, and if I start move, moving my attention towards a question, and how do I come with the best question possible? When, the, when I come with the best question possible, I will get the answer. Yeah. 
probably yeah. Yeah. because see questions are the I, I feel the questions are the foundation of our language foundation of our language and I think there's, if there's one thing that distinguishes you know us from other species is the language yeah because in the language we have the possibility to create things in the language we have a possibility to to destroy things so the way we frame a question or the way we frame an answer is basically it's like a, a, for me a language is a code and if i look, if i kind of imagine brain as a computer then the language is the program that you enter there so each and every word and the sequence we choose determines which area or which part of the brain i can i will uh, I or the other person will access and what information I can reference. So if I look at this entire world consisting of a lot of information, then the question is then my way of coming to that information that I'm looking for. Exactly. Right? If I ask, if I ask a bad question, I yesterday, I mean, uh, I made a comment on, on a post where if you ask the wrong question, then you're not going to get the right answer. So I think it's good because now what what the GP3, uh, GPT-3 has done is that it has indexed a lot of knowledge, a lot of data, yeah. vectorized it, codified it, and now it exists in a multi-dimensional vector space. So now it's up to us how do we reference what we want to do. And I think it's good because now AI is finally make, trying, can make us better in communicating with even with each other yes. because now you have to be very, very specific. Yes. You have to be very, very precise. Exactly, exactly. Right? That's and what I think matters. That's Precision. Great. Precision really, really matters. That's great because now you can ask, I mean, for example, a simple question, uh, how much, let's say someone says, how much you use AI versus to what degree do you use automated strategies or automated tools in your day-to-day -day work? It's Crazy a very different difference. question. Crazy difference, yeah. Right? Yeah. So we have to start qualifying things yeah. and I think that could solve uh, a lot of challenges in organizations, yeah. in our lives even in relationship with, with other people because I think a lot of miscommunication is because we use the wrong words or exactly. we use it in the oh wrong context. <laughs> oh my God. So it's like... Have you heard uh, about non-valid communication? I have. I, 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 I've heard about it. it. It's like the, the way I jackal and the my... giraffe, right? Second? The, the, the jackal communication and the, and the giraffe communication. Uh, I, so I, I actually saw a, a kind of video on this and they talk about like there's a jackal communication which is a violent communication yeah. and then there's a giraffe communication which is more empathy oriented and you know kind yeah. of you start what you what you feel and then you ask what, what you expect from the other person. Exactly. And you have to be yeah. very very clear about exactly. the both. Yeah. And then it, then it works. So. It works exactly and it's so effective. It's it's incredibly effective. It allow me it upscaled my communication to an extremely high level. Um, I would like to segue into uh, how you got to be where you are, you know, like you have your own business and uh, uh, you went through different positions uh, to have developed this career. Would you say that your career is developed by accident or that it, it just happened or did you focus on developing your career? No, so, okay, nothing happens with accident. So, uh -huh. of course, <laughs> so there was, uh, <laughs> there was, so, I mean, there is a vision that I still carry. And uh, only thing is, I don't care so much about the vehicle. So for me, mm, the, okay. the job was a vehicle. The education that I got was a vehicle. The business is also a vehicle. Eventually, there is there is a vision that you see of the world, and there is something that you want to uh, in affect yeah. in your life that that you can say that will that aligns with your purpose, as you said uh, earlier, and that's something that also gives us meaning. Sense, so I have that. Uh, I mean, I have my view on how I think I think uh, world could be, and I just go behind that. 
I, I, I just go after that. See, and exactly, you exactly. get and not thinking so much about what's going to happen next, but what is it that I can do right now, given the resources, given the information, that's given super good point. knowledge that I have right now. And that segues, segues us into an extremely important skill that is underutilized and that has been suppressed and, and, and shoved under, under the couch, and that is imagination. Yes. Like really opening your eyes to imagination, and especially uh, related to the current resources we have. The more we can imply, uh, employ our imagination with the, whatever is happening right now, oh my God, things get really wild. Like you get to externalize your imagination. Yeah, because see, uh, that's, uh, that has something to do with the mental models that we have. Because usually we try to, I think all of us as uh, when we were younger, we had wild imagination. Exactly. And then we were told to kind of moderate it or put it into the context of be be realistic in a sense. So I think there's a balance. If, if you want to be effective, I mean, yes, we could imagine a lot of things, right? And then there is no end to it. But I think imagination is a skill set that needs to be used in a, in a disciplined way. Yes. Because it's a great uh, tool, but that could also be it could also cause a lot of harm if you just let it run wild and we have seen people who so basically it's something that that you do do in moderation so i think it's the way i see it is that that you need to think beyond what you're thinking right now so not kind of put into the boxes but also try to keep it tied to what i'm trying to accomplish here very good point so, and and that's where uh, that's where these like uh, different dimensions of imagination come comes in, like uh, imagination relative to right here, right now, and re uh, imagination relative to the goal you want to achieve a year from now or two years from now. That's a very different uh, sets of imagination, you know, imagining. Yes, because it's uh, like how much data do you want to build feed in, into the model, right? Yes, if exactly. I'm imagining right now, then yeah. I already have a lot of locational environmental data that I can use to simulate the imagination. Yes, yes. yes. But in when I'm thinking about, about future, and that's where the knowledge is more important, and your research is more important. I mm -hmm. believe that if you the, the stronger your research, the stronger your imagination could be, mm -hmm. because the more knowledge you have about the world and where it is going, the better scenarios you can create about the future more stronger your imagination would be that's very powerful yeah. so imagination itself i see more it more as a simulation engine simulation of the mind yeah. so you can simulate anything yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. more real data we feed into that uh, i think the better the results are otherwise you might imagine a lot of stuff it may not become a, a reality for you that's true. As a person. So we get to the two-step formula in a way. Uh, uh, and that's where there's, uh, there's a lot of difficulty in following through. That's the second part of the formula. First is imagine, yes. and second is follow I mean, through. I think one, one thing that captured my imagination very early in my, as a child was, was this concept of flying car. Flying car. Right? And I'm like, okay, what if it could... What if, you know, we have a vehicle which can just take off from anywhere and anywhere and that's, it, it sounds very fanciful. But now when I look at it, I look at it more in a, in a context of, uh, let's say, transportation or a personal uh, vehicle. And then when you start looking, imagining it from that perspective, then you say, okay, well, there are some constraints. There are some challenges. There are some risks with, 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 with respect to security. There are some requirements with respect to infrastructure, you know. Then you start building a complete map. So now, when I start thinking about a flying car as a solution, 
to a problem, yeah. looking at the environment, the constraints, the risk, I can have a much better uh, understanding of the problem. And if I still decide that, let's say that's a great idea, business opportunity, I'll be able to do something about it because I understand flying car not in a context of a, of a fantasy but a flying car in the context of a need that's a very good point of people or civilization yeah, yeah, as such. Yeah. so I think that is important and for me that bridges into uh, one of our faculties a faculty of perception and how sharp is our perception to detect opportunities to detect uh, to detect yeah to detect opportunities that depends on how updated is how updated. our mental model exactly 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 but right I, uh, but for example, for me, this perception thing is more like a uh, understanding that I can change my perspective on different things. No, you see, you always change the perception. The only thing is either it is controlled or it is uncontrolled. Yes, and that's so. Yeah. Then I, I mean, it's like the, the the winnowing thing, right? You you expand, and then you narrow it down, yeah. and you expand, and then narrow it down. Double so, diamond. Double diamond. Yes. So more you understand. So I, for example, if I talk to different people. Like we're having this conversation, but I, I, I like to talk, talk to different people, artists, game designers, this, that, this, that. That's where you're expanding on your knowledge because they have their different models of the world. So you have an inventory, very, very good but point. then you have to narrow very it down yeah. and say, what is that I can use in it? Exactly, exactly. And that exactly. depends upon who I want to serve yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in, in my life because I want to look at, I don't, I mean, it's not my perception that is important i want to see what's my customers or my users perception is how yeah, they yeah. see the world but you use your perception to figure out their perception figure out that perception exactly. and you exactly. and the more what happens over a period of time your perception becomes more dynamic and that's what i'm talking about yes. having a ability to have a dynamic perception but then you have, you have to rise above good and bad for that because if you keep that. thinking in this good and bad perspective yeah. then you can never break out of this yeah. and I think for me, uh, I mean, I come from a very kind of a conservative family, you know, so a lot of things were not like bad for us. But then yeah. you have to come to the, that realization that even you have to be okay with some of the bad things as a concept, even if you don't participate in it, it helps you accept reality. So there are, even you think about the best things that happen in the world and you think about the worst things that happen in the world, you have to understand that, yes, these are possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to go beyond this duality of good and bad, and then you start start looking at the world as it. Were. I don't think a lot of people understand or see the world that it already is, and, and we romanticize. Such a that's such a very powerful point, and like I have this quote deeply embedded in me that I'm regularly practicing, and the quote is: "Nothing is good or bad except thinking makes it so." Yeah. Nothing is good or bad, or just thinking makes it so, and it's it's a pretty wild statement, but it's a statement that feels true to me. And I'm going to accept that statement. I chose to accept that statement. Yeah. So, like, in a way, that's in a way, well, how am I rising beyond the good and bad? And the example is, uh, difference in perception is, I'm not going to go deep into it because it's a little bit uh, sensitive, but what's the difference between peace and a stalemate? And what? And what's the difference between peace and stalemate? Stalemate. What's stalemate? So, stalemate is a situation where there are multiple parties. Uh-huh engaged in a confrontation uh -huh. but no one is able to act uh -huh. what's the difference yeah i mean that, that, that that's like a rhetoric question uh -huh. but, but, but you have to understand so peace is a state of mind yes stalemate is similar in that sense because there is no war going on in but there is a war in behind it so stalemate is just a temporary phase 
ah, that you experience as peace. I see. But is it peace or is it or is it a statement? So when I experience my world point. and I say, okay, everything is great and people are happy and yeah, is it so? Yeah. Or is it just a temporary phase created by the equilibrium of so many different dynamic questions? Because that's that that understanding is very very important. You have to understand which what is the world that we live in. Very very good question. Speaking of that. Um, from your perspective, AI—I mean, AI is influencing society in, in a lot of different ways. Like, uh, like the way this—it's uh, it's really incredible how fast things are changing, yeah. and how old models no longer apply. Yes. And we thought that you know, I thought that uh, creative industry is safe, but curious is, is not safe. You will with the, with a couple of prompts, you can make a book, yeah, uh, and a very good book. Uh, so like the, the and create the crazy pictures and amazing art with couple of just the words. So what is the and I understand a lot of people experience fear because of what, what kind of world are we entering where what we are focusing on no longer has value because we are outcompeted by these technologies. So how do you uh, how do you what kind of perspective or advice uh, can you provide to people who are struggling with this kind of fear? What the hell are we going uh, with uh, like with having this kind of technology around us that is redefining the, par the current paradigm of how society works, how the market works? I think, uh, I mean, again, not sharing any advice, but sharing more of my personal reflection, my personal thought. I, I came across a cartoon the other day where it says that uh, this was a kind of a daily reporting uh, in an organization where they said, well, the good news is that our artificially created content is getting a lot of engagement but the bad news is most of that engagement is coming from the bots from the bots yes mm, okay. right so the question is see there is a lot of stuff that will keep on happening in the world yeah and a lot of stuff uh, could be useful and not useful i think what is important for us is to think about uh, sorry what's important is to think about what is important for you as a person. So again, come back to the, the purpose and the mission. So I don't look at all the other things that is happening in the world. AI is a tool that has the potential to do great, good, also enormous amount of bad. You know, it can create a lot of, uh, go, uh, you know, good outcomes as well as bad outcomes for people. Yeah. I look at it from what is it that, how can I leverage it how can my focus is how do I ride the wave rather than coming under it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what that means is that again come back to your perception and are you able to see the next level of evolution and the next level of evolution, the next level of evolution. See, there's a reason why we had industrial revolution. Because there was widespread demand and not so much uh, availability of resources. And we said, okay, let's produce as much as possible. And we set up big plants and stuff like that. Then we said, well, it is still not good enough. Let's have the second industrial revolution. Now electrify everything. Now we can produce even more and even faster because there's still more demand. And then we say, well, now we're producing a lot of stuff, but then who's going to buy it, right? So then we had the third uh, industrial revolution, which was more automation and control. So kind of we have more better quality, but it also says, okay, who will really consume this? So we started going for more marketing and branding and stuff like that. The, what, if, you, if, you look, if you see the pattern behind it, right? People never wanted a standard solution. Nobody wanted a Model T. But that's what was available to people. 
right? So people's desires and their needs is always will always change. So there's always be a market for something new. Now, to what extent are we able to fulfill those needs individually versus for a society depends upon the level of technology that we have. So, so far, we were in, most of the stuff that we could do was mass production, right? So there's one bottle, it's for you, for him, for everyone, for her, for everyone. That's the, this, because this is the bottle, only bottle that, that I can produce. With AI now, you have the possibility to create a different bottle for every person based on what they need in a given time. So in one sense, we can cater to more needs, more desires, cater to more uh, kind of diverse, uh, how do you call it? Uh, we, can, we can cater to a more uh, diverse uh, spectrum of people, each having their own needs. At the same time, I think, and this is important, we can orchestrate our resources in a way that we do not create these externalities or we are able to do it in a more efficient way. Okay. So today the only way the industry knows to create efficiency is by is through scale. So if I produce one unit, I get X cost. If I produce 10,000, I get like 0.2X or 0.01X. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the only efficiency driver that we know of. With AI, I see there is a possibility for us to come up with different, many different drivers to do a lot of different things without producing a lot of stuff, without creating a lot of pollution, without using a lot of resources, without stocking up a lot of stuff, without owning a lot of stuff. I think that's where I see the importance, at least for me, where AI has a place. We can do a lot more with a lot less. And for me, that's what AI is. A lot more with a lot right? Yeah. So I don't really care about how many articles AI can write or how many uh, cats it can identify. What I'm looking at is, when I look at all these assets and all these production, all, the, all, all these uh, factories running and trying to produce things that most, the people most likely won't need or want, how can I orchestrate that to produce only those things which people really need in a way that is profitable? In a way that is efficient, in a way that is sustainable. For me, that is AI. I mean, and, and for, when, when I look at it from that point of view, I see tremendous opportunities because that means each and every factory that we have right now is doing it wrong. Very perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen the movie AI Artificial Intelligence from 2001? I don't remember. It's uh, but this kid uh, that uh, acts with Bruce Willis, uh, Sixth Sense. Uh, I see that. You know that kid? No, I don't. I I, I don't recall. Maybe maybe I would, have, but I don't yeah. recollect. Anyhow, in this uh, movie, um, I'm gonna spoil part of it at least, I guess. Uh, that we created, you know, uh, 50 years in the future, let's say something like that. Uh, the planet is like the polar ice caps like flooded the planet. Uh, the New York is underwater. And uh, humans, uh, a lot of humans uh, died off, and uh, we are much, much less in the world. And of course, there are again elites, and there are people that are not as rich. Uh, and, but in this, in this, uh, you know, in this world, according like 50 years from now or something like that, the, the people have created like uh, the perfect uh, AI human-like model that is uh, without any flaws. So, like, uh, zero flaws, and it runs the society, it runs the economy, so that the people don't have to do anything besides 
what people want to do in a way, you know. Uh, so AI is above and it's controlling the society, it's controlling the economy and people are doing what they want to do in a way. Uh, and of course there are rebels and there are people that conform and there are different kinds of aspects. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, okay, I don't want to spoil the movie, the ending is, is, is special. Uh, I'm not sure what the point was that, <laughs> that was, but I, it, it, because this AI revolution is so incredible and we're living in such an incredible time that I, that I have so much fear in terms of like, you know, things going really, really, really wrong. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not worried about that no? because the um, thing is, if, if we could agree, all of us, yeah. to have one AI yeah. doing everything, yeah. I think we can solve a lot of our problems. Yeah. Right? But don't you think that AI is an is a amplifier of human nature? And human nature is in itself violent. We have like uh, AI will amplify greed. AI will ampl amplify exploitation. AI will amplify uh, war. See, AI can only amplify, or basically, the way I see it, we can only find a specific point in that n-dimensional space that it considers its home. I didn't understand that. So, any AI system is basically, let's say, is geared up to find optimum of or X. Now, that optimum of X will be a function of all the inputs that it considers mm -hmm. as its features and then try to find, okay, this space, so this particular configuration where I have X1 equal to this, X2 equal to this, X3 equal to that, that is the point where I have the optimum. That's how most of the, world, most of the AI works. So now the question is, how do I frame the problem and what do I use AI for? Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Right? Yeah. I think that is under, pretty much under our control. Yeah. And uh, I do see that even if that happens, if there is like an AI overlord, I'm sure there'll be multiple it will come, come under multiple brands. Yeah. Pretty much like, uh, pretty much like, like now I have the telephone service and I can choose between a number of, uh, yeah. you know. So I think I, we will still have the choice because as humans, we can't agree on anything. We can't what? We can't agree on anything. Okay. So that's a strength <laughs> in a sense. All right. Right? So sure if I agree with that. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't see Sorry. like a, a, a Skynet. Uh -huh. or a matrix. I think we will have both Skynet and the matrix fighting with each other. Ah, and uh, Yes, and AI then there will be yeah. some developer who will be like, okay, um, how do I change this uh, algorithm so that I can defeat that? That's how, how we think. We think in terms of yeah. short-term gains and, you know. That, but that, that's and, that's, and that's the arms race. Yeah, yeah, it is an arms race. Yeah. The only thing is we have to say is that they're hoping that there will be a stalemate. So that we don't ah. we don't have one person destroying uh, everything, that's, right? Wow. That's, uh... So hopefully there'll be an then there'll be an AI sta stalemate. For example, I mean look at like the cloud race. Now we come to a, some kind of stalemate, right? So now we know okay when you when does a person or a company select a particular cloud? Everyone yeah. has a value proposition. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking even these AI overlords will have value propositions. So one person will say, well, if you work very hard, I'm going to make you rich. And that's yeah. if you come under my dominion. Yep. And the second AI will say, you know what? Chill. Don't do much. Just do what I say. And here we go and again. you'll have a good day. The public and the, 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 yeah, the, yeah. the Democrats, uh, the yeah. AI politics. <laughs> so see, that's, that's the thing. See, yeah. we want, I mean, I think 
it's in our nature to design systems that work in a certain way. Yeah. As long as we create yeah, yeah, yeah. the systems, yeah. I think we will have those flaws we built into this. It's, it's, the, it's the way we think. So, I see. Uh, I, th I would like to finish off uh, with, um, uh, are you willing to share your pitfalls in your journey? Like what got you to this point? I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking how much time we have. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. No, I mean, see, uh, what do you, what do you mean by what do you mean by pitfalls? like uh, you really you were really convinced about certain thing and it didn't really end up very good. Oh, that was that's everything. That's everything. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. If I knew, I mean, then <laughs> see, I mean, I think. Uh, well, l l l let me see. See, the thing is, uh, how do I put it? See, the journey itself is important uh, because sometimes I feel that things have to unfold in a certain way, right? So the only pitfall is to not either go through the experience or not learn from the experience. Yeah, and exactly. That's a very good I point. think one of the things which has changed a lot in the last, I think, 5-10 years is my reliance or need for, un need for certainty. Need for certainty. Because I remember, I mean, 10 years ago, uh, I required a lot more certainty to, to act. And that was holding me back. Yeah, I see. And then when I let go of that, then I felt that I could do a lot more. Because, again, this, this is the same thing, right? You don't need to, I mean, when you're driving in the night, at night, you don't need to see the end all the way. You just need to see what's what in front of you. As long as we have the faith and the courage to just see and do what's in front of us and very be willing to change. Point. Very good point. And that's right? where confidence comes in. Yes. And, and be willing to change, be willing to learn. As long as we are not kind of, as long as we don't fall in love with us too much, Okay. I think that there is an opportunity for everyone to go to great success. It might yeah. take time, it might take effort, all of us have of different strengths. Of course, yeah. And sometimes it could happen that you start at a disadvantage, right? But what that means is that your advantage is no longer, is not, not in the play right now. So your cards cannot be played. But then if you go through that journey still, there will be some point where your advantage will become a greater, great lever for you. So it's all about like, I think patience. Oh my God, patience. Not having, uh, yeah, not needing certainty. Patience. And uh, I think just acting instead of thinking about you know, analyzing. Very good point. Very good I point. think that's how what I have learned in the last yeah. 10 years. Could you like explain a little bit about your relationship with patience? Patience is so such a fascinating, uh, what is it? How, how would you define patience? See, for me, patience is about fulfilling my goal that yeah. I want to go to whatever extent it's possible for me based on the time that I have right now and uh, then just going through the grind to ensure grind. that exactly. it happens at some yes. point of time. And trusting the process. And trusting the process, yes. And, and, and trusting that I, if I have that thought, if I think it's good for me, then probably I have the capability to do it as well. I may that. not find it yet or I may not have discovered it yet but somewhere it is in there for me so you have to just go through that process and go through it and then say okay because see most of the things I mean they become like when when they really click you have when everything comes together you have like overnight success or you have that 
that exponential growth, right? To that, but to, to get until, to that point. Until, yeah, to get to that point, to to that, that is that the difficult part because a lot of stuff has to come together for that. And then you yes. can work on these each Absolutely. individually and go through Absolutely. that churn. Because Absolutely. I think success is a very short journey. Mm. Okay. But until you get to that staircase yeah. or that, that elevator that takes your success, yeah. I think that is a very long ride. Exactly, exactly. A lot of people, they just look at the people who are in that elevator and they say, hey, you know what, okay, this guy is going fast, this is going fast, this is going fast. But that's the result. That's the result. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, the, only, the only reason I'm special is because I put in the work. Yes. I put in the work into myself, into my intelligence and into my abilities. Yeah. And yeah. as long as we can connect our capability with intelligence and the purpose, I think as long as we keep things together, I think yes. it's going to be, it's going to be, it's, it's going to work out well. I, can I agree. I vouch agree. for it. I agree. I think we should end on that. Thank yeah. you for Thank tuning you. in. Just a drop in the ocean Just a flash in the night Just a soul among billions With no place to hide The world keeps turning around While we're sleeping safe and sound There's still a long way to go I think I'm beginning to see the light. Walk with the dreamers. Walk with your head in the clouds. Walk with the angels. Keep your feet on the ground. Walk with the dreamers. Walk with your head in the clouds. Walk with the angels Keep your feet on the ground